Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I'm your other host, Michael. Hey. So, first of all, before we get into politics, um, so the playoffs are set. So her little Cowboys yeah. will be taking on the the Packers. I know we don't yep. talk sports. So I just want to point out that this no, I was. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, this was the matchup I wanted to see the least. <laughs> so, fuck. Green Bay and... or Oh, you mean Green Bay and Cowboys. Yeah. I didn't okay. want to see Green Bay coming to town. Yeah, I mean, as much as I really wanted uh, to face the Giants and just thump the shit out of them in the playoffs so I can rub it in everybody's face. Yeah. Because uh, I got a lot of Giants friends because I lived up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants Thanks. fans friends. Gotcha. Uh, so, but I mean, eh, I'll take the pack. We can thump them again. Yeah, I don't know, man. When we played him the first time, though, Aaron Rodgers, he was that was before he kind of like pulled his head out of his ass and went on this fucking streak. That dude looked. I mean, the first about quarter and a half, I'm just sitting there like this motherfucker is killing them tonight. I mean, no, in the first quarter he was not that good. Oh, he's just holding on. No, no, I mean he was killing the Packers. He's holding on to the ball for like ten. Oh, I'm like, dude, you've got to get rid of the fucking ball, man. And he's taking some bad sacks. I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he finally said, okay, I got to, I got good protection tonight. I got to make this shit happen. And it was just a fucking route. That dude is laser sharp, and they got no running game, which is good because the Cowboys aren't great against the run, but. Oh my god, dude! I hope those fucking Brandon Carr better fucking finally earn his money. So yeah, no shit. Uh, but yeah, that's looking forward to our little Cowboys because they've been so fucking terrible for the past twenty years. So we'll see. I I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be tight. I'm I'm a little scared to play the pack again. But uh, if um, the Prescott doesn't have a freak out like Odell Beckham did tonight, that fucking piece of shit, Mister fucking drop four passes. Um, and his first playoff game, I think that I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good game, man. I think it'll be coming down to the end, so we'll see. But uh, I just want to bring that up because I know we have uh, we got people from all over, but you know, a few of our best listeners are from Tejas yeah. here, so they're buddies as well. So point that out. I'm not gonna give predictions because I'm scared. I'm fucking scared, man. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm fucking scared. We'll see. At I least mean, it, it it'd be the same scenario if we were facing the Giants. Like if the Giants went into Lambeau and were able to pull it out, people yeah. would still be nervous about it because the Giants have already beaten us twice. 
But and I'll, the Giants really kind of turned on here at the last half of the season. But I'll say this, man: the both time, I mean, they only beat us the two times combined by four points, and there yeah. was some shaky fucking calls in both games. Um, I mean, New York tends to get some calls. I'll just say this: uh, like they're like the New, New England Patriots tend to get some calls too. Um, I've noticed. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy in the league, but yeah, it's amazing. <gasps> But um, yeah, I I don't know. I really wasn't too concerned about facing New York again. I I think I don't think they could have got us three times in a row, based on the fact that they barely got us the other two times. And like I said, there's two or three calls in each of those games that I think were a little bit favoring New York, either no calls or fucking bad calls. And I think if the officiating would have been down the middle, I think uh, we take them third time. So I'm a little concerned about taking. Uh, Green Bay twice in one season, especially with Rodgers on a roll, but we'll see. We'll see how she goes. We shall see. I'm going to be fucking getting... I'm going to have a few beers before that game starts. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to mellow out. Yeah, I took the day off of work, so I can watch it. That's probably a good move. I bet yeah. th- no one up there need to take any time off of the playoffs. <laughs> no. How about was, how about them uh, Vikings? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, kind of surprised that they approved it because it was kind of like late because we're supposed to uh, like uh, three weeks in advance and mm-hmm. I was like less than two weeks in advance and they they went ahead and approved it. So Again, nobody All up right. there needed to take off. I know, but they're, they can be kind of sticklers at my job about the rules and all that stuff. So even though there was nobody that took that day off, mm-hmm. you know, they could, still could have denied me simply because I requested it so late. I feel you, dog. Because it does, you know, change up routing and stuff like that. Because they they look weeks in advanced mm-hmm. as far as like routing and all that stuff. So that's why, if if in doubt, like if I'm just gonna ask for a day off and I'm not exactly sure about it, I just won't, and then I'll just call in fucking sick on that day. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to fucking get turned down for a day that I know I need off, and if it's just one day, like. You know, like I know it's like I kind of need to go out of town or something. I want to take like we're going to do a long weekend or something. But I know it's like end of the month and with accounting work and stuff, it's it's tricky sometimes if they'll approve it. It's like, eh, I'll just yeah. the, I'll be sick or the kid will be sick or something. See, it's it was one of those things where my son's 13 now. So he's getting to the age where I can't use the my kid's sick. I need to stay home with him fucking shit. But now I got that covered because we got baby on the way. So I got at least 10 more years of that fucking excuse. Oh, can't come in today. Baby's sick. Wife's got to work. Fucking parents are the worst. <laughs> you gotta take it. It's one of the few perks that you get, dude. You got to take advantage of it. That's why as a former boss of employees, mm-hmm. it was always like, okay, just bring in a doctor's note. No, see, our job he has to. Be- oh well, uh, yeah, yeah, your kid's sick. You got to take him to the doctor. I need a doctor's note. <laughs> see, with ours, they can't ask for one unless you miss uh, three days in a row. Now, on the third no. day, you have to produce doctor's notice. Otherwise, yeah, not, not not in yeah. restaurants. In restaurants, it was you know you, you have to show up with a doctor's note. <laughs> Fuck that, dude! <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Yep. Because sometimes you're just a little sick. You're not like that. I mean, you are legitimately sick, but you're not like dying. So you're like, I'm not going to fucking spend the money to go 
Because yeah. I know you guys, especially working in the restaurant industry, it's not like they give you fuckers insurance or anything, like the oh, waiter no. staff. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, go to the doctor. It's like, uh, what it cost me to go to the fucking doctor. I'd have to work like two days for your shitty fucking company. You fucking go to the doctor. Fuck you. <laughs> well, what I... Uh, what I did as kind of a compromise was if somebody said that they were sick, if they said their kid was sick, I'd always ask if they got a doctor's note. Cause if they're that concerned about their kid, mm-hmm. they should be taking it to the fucking doctor. Um, but if they claimed that they were sick, mm-hmm. it was like one or two things. Either they had to come in so I could visibly see them or get a doctor's note. Oh, I got you. So, that was my compromise. If Especially- I could tell that you were sick, then yeah, I'd just send you home. <laughs> you know, so. I know how you are, dude. Those feet and those young female employees. Uh, you need to come back to the back with me and show me your doctor's notice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> don't get quiet, bitch. Hey, man, it is the restaurant industry. <laughs> Just how it goes. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. That I have to say, man. That's the one good thing about working in a position. Well, I guess it sucks if you're the boss, but. It's like I tell um, my stepson stuff. He's going to need a job pretty soon. I was like, you need to get you a fucking job at, at a fucking restaurant, man, because they always hire, like, the young girls and stuff. And you try and fucking yep. hook up and stuff. Gonna, always, uh, pull a lot of tail in restaurants. There you go. You hear that, people? If you want to get some ass, go work in a restaurant. Yeah. I've been in a little bit of a lull, and I've actually <laughs> thought about getting a second job at a restaurant just to pull in some tail. <laughs> <laughs> work, work in the bar. <laughs> well, you quit fucking doing like uh, the all those goddamn CD apps and stuff. You gave up on that, or? No, I mean I I've done it, but I just really haven't been able to get anything going here yeah. lately. So, yeah, we need some more fucking stories from fucking Eric. You make that shit happen again. God damn it, dude! I just fucking we got. We got so many things. I guess we got to fucking hit on with the the great wide world of fucking politics here in the United States. Oh, I cannot believe, dude, that we are literally two. Well, Jesus, not even two weeks now away from fucking the beginning of Trump fucking apocalypse or whatever everybody's calling it. Oh, just it's so sad. <laughs> I never thought I'd be this fucking disappointed. I mean, I, I always liked Obama. I was a little disappointed in some of the things he was able to get done, but I, I know it wasn't all his fault. But, man, I'm very sad <laughs> now that he's out the door. <laughs> Even as mad as I was about, like, Obamacare and some of the other stuff, like how they didn't kind of force the agenda on the Republicans and do more what they wanted. Because, you know, the Republicans are going to do that now, even without a fucking mandate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they've already tried several things, and I um uh, some of them they're getting shot down like that watchdog group that they tried to pretty much almost dismantle. Oh yeah, I love that the first like the first got, fucking day they get sworn in their new Congress, they try and get they rid got, of the ethics group that panel. They got so much pushback from it. <laughs> they were like, ah, never mind. But you know what though, I saw um. I saw a couple of them talking about it, and they said, well, the the panel does need reform, so this is something we'll go back to later. So it's not like it's done. It's just they took they, they made the mistake of letting it get out before they could do the vote on it. <laughs> so, And they just took so much shit for it, like you said. They had to put it on the back burner. But it 
Democrats. Well, even fucking Trump even tweeted, because apparently that's how we're going to communicate with uh, president-elect. Yeah. Douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, even he tweeted, you know, that it was a bad idea, which was a little bizarre. <laughs> well, I figured he didn't want any watchdogs at all. But Okay, well, here's the thing on that, because I saw some fucking Republican saying, see, dude, he wants the ethics committee because he doesn't have anything to hide. Okay, that ethics panel only is for Congress. Like, yeah. it, it would not have anything to do with him whatsoever. And he hates Paul Ryan and some of those fucking Republicans in Congress because none of them were for him. And he holds a grudge like a little bitch. So he wants those ethics panels in place because he wants them to go after these people because he wants to be able to get whatever he wants done. And if they don't abide by it, he's going to put pressure on him and call them out constantly. That's a good point. I mean, that's, that's who he is. He's a fucking egomaniacal narcissist and he gets his feelings hurt if you say anything bad about him i mean dude even this last week he's still tweeting about the election results and how he fucking won so great and blah blah, blah. it's like it's a fucking month and almost two months past the election actually it is two months past the election and he's still fucking whining about the fact that he knows he didn't win like, I mean, I get it, the Electoral College, but he got his ass handed to him. He had, like, the fucking the biggest defeat in a popular vote of anybody in history who's actually become president. I mean, he didn't even fucking percentage-wise and stuff. It's not like he did any better than Romney. Yeah. And, and his Electoral College vote, even though it was a massive landslide, slide rated like the 40th best or something like 30 something or 40th i mean it was not it was like one of the most bullshit victories in the history of the election and it's eating at him every fucking day still it's amazing it's like dude you won you won on a fucking technicality but you won get the fuck over it and start doing something yeah i mean he's a whiny little bitch Mm. oh He's a whiny little bitch who thinks he's the greatest thing to ever happen to humanity. And the fact that he didn't win the popular vote and people are going to shove that in his face every day of his presidency. Oh my God, tell me about it. Every time he Um, tweets, like half the responses are, you didn't even fucking win. Fuck you. (laughs) You know, you lost by three million votes. So I, I hope it continues. I hope the entire time of his presidency... It's nonstop barrage about how he lost the popular vote by more than 4 million votes just to irk three, at him because you know it th- does. You know it pisses him off. Well, to be fair, Eric, it was it was just a little bit under 3 million votes. Was so it? Was, I thought it was at 4 million. It was like 2.87 or something. I think it was the final tally. Mm. I mean, he. hey, it's only 3 million, dude. It's not that only. much. Yeah, you know. But you know much at all, right? But like all fucking conservatives who you fight with on fucking line say to you, well, if they didn't count fucking California, New York, he would have won by six million votes or three million votes. It's like, yeah, but those are two states. They are in the United States. Two states, not only that, but they are heavily populated. Yeah, and those two states combined for like twenty fucking some percent of our GDP. Just because states have a shitload of people doesn't mean like they're irrelevant you know it's like no they're it should all be one pool it yeah. should be the popular vote yeah i love that logic though it's like those states shouldn't count because they have so many people that you know it's like okay but but yet idaho and montana and the dakotas that always vote like 
fucking every county votes hardcore Republican. Those or, states really should matter more. <laughs> Texas. I mean, Texas, look at that. We There's a shitload of people in Texas, and they, it's Republican. Mm. So, you know. Well. In that logic, take out Texas, and then how much did Trump actually beat out, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I always say. I'm like, you know, take out, you know, pick any two other big states of other Republicans. You can do the same fucking math. I mean, it's... They're so yeah, it's they're irrelevant. Such, they're so ridiculous. I think... Well, we... we we talked about it before, and uh, I, they've done studies on it, and they've concluded as far as how they get their news. Mm-hmm. Trump supporters are in this weird little void bubble of ignorance. Well, they don't trust the media, man. That's for damn certain. I saw they, they get their shit from Alex Jones and other crazy ass wacky news sources or Facebook posts and dumb shit like that. That's so you look it. at the graph and it's like on one side it's got fake news and on the other side it's got real news. And, you know, the majority of people are a little bit to the right of that graph near like actual news. And then Trump supporters are in this weird little bubble over here way in the fake news column. I can't so, remember. Yeah, well, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I saw a... P- it was some kind of a poll that they did the other day. I, God damn it. I, I saw it. It's on one of the major media ones. I can't remember if they're saying that, um, you know, asking this is Republicans only, you know, about how they feel about their trust in media and stuff. And like all the major news networks, you know, your cable news and uh, nightly news and stuff. And I think it was like less than 20 percent said that they, you know, rely on um, the news, like not just rely, but like trust the news that they get. From those media outlets or out, outlets, I'm like, um, where? I mean, really, where else you get it? I know these people don't read newspapers, <clears throat> so. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I don't even mean that like taking a shot. I'm just saying, readership for newspapers is so far down. I know that's not where they're getting it. So if they're not getting it from those websites for those news outlets or actually consuming it on the television or whatever. It's like you said, where are they getting it? They're getting it from... Facebook. Yeah, right-wing blogs, Drudge Report, uh, Alex Jones and Infowars. Or fuck, dude. I saw some of them had um, that Russian television, which is a propaganda... Oh, uh, I've I've actually... Yeah, I have seen ones where people have put stuff on the... What is it? RNC? Is that what it is? No, it's just RT. RT, see, RT, RT, Russian yeah, television. Russian, ta- Russian television. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen people like post shit on Facebook, and I'm like, you realize that this is Russian television, you dipshit. It's complete and utter propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> like, how fucking stupid are you? No, I, that's the thing. It's like they don't, they don't even fucking get that. Like, they have no idea. You know, that they just that's, see it on the web and some guy talking about it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's real. All that shit gets no. vetted through the fucking Kremlin. That's why, um, yeah. I guess we'll just kind of go into a little bit. The the hacker report came out, and even uh, they're talking about um, media outlets and stuff, and they're talking about some of these blogs or right wing things. Um, and they mentioned basically Russian television RT was one of the things that the Russians used to put all this fake news and propaganda out there. They used that arm of it, and it's like, yeah. I know. I saw idiots on Facebook posting that shit too, and I, I, I'm thinking the same thing you are. I'm like, I look at, it, I'm like, did these motherfuckers know this is Russian propaganda? I mean, no, they don't. 
They, or, they think it's actual legitimate news. Of course, because it's just fucking idiots. Oh, and it was funny because like last week, because, uh, you know, I don't know, I've said this before and stuff. I'll listen every once in a while, I'll listen to Alex Jones or something. I'll read the shit on InfoWars because I like to keep up with the crazy going on because then I understand where the right's coming from and where they're getting their talking points before... Uh, most people do, which if you guys want to keep up when you guys are arguing with your Republican friends on fucking Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, seriously, like just go to the Infowars site and read up some of that crazy. And when they throw it at you, you'll be like, okay, I've heard this before. I know where they're getting this. And then you'll be ready for your comebacks. But so, but that was like in the hack report that came out and um, going with that and the media and also Republicans in Congress and even our president-elect, who, even though he had the classified version of the briefing, which the Senate had, and even, like, I saw McCain and, um, oh, Jesus Christ, Graham, Lindsey Graham, his fuck buddy, on uh, Meet the Press, and they were asking him about, uh, Chuck Dollar was talking to him, and they're like both, yeah, you know, we've seen this information, we've seen the classified version, and this was, like, they tape this before Trump saw it last week. And even Lindsey Graham made a comment. He's like, if he sees after he gets this briefing, if he still doesn't admit to the fact that, you know, we definitely have the information to prove that Russia hacked, you know, did hacking and stuff and tried to sway this election and stuff. He's like, then I'm going to have serious doubts about his ability to lead basically. Well, I would also go so far as to say he might be complicit. And that's, a little bit of a rumor. I don't really like if to go he that. he's doubting it that much, even though he's being handed this information by so many intelligence groups, I mean, that, that sounds to me like somebody who's being caught red-handed and isn't <laughs> complicit in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I don't know. This is where it comes back to that whole, I know it's funny to say, but him being Putin's puppet, I think there's a reason that they wanted him in there because he is so malleable like they could control him so well but i think that even though he gets intelligence and it's clear that and i think his point is he keeps coming out and he he stresses they did not hack voting machines that's not what they did it's like that's never been the case dude that's not what they're they're talking about they're not talking about hacking voting machines they're talking about hacking emails to get information to add into these fake news stories to put propaganda out there and slip it into like through RT or through like an, an Alex Jones or an idiot right wing blog like a Drudge Report or something like that picks it up and then even him on the stump and he, like I was telling you I was like you know this is shit that I'd hear on Alex Jones and then I'd hear Trump say the same fucking things the next week on stump rallies you know talking about the health of Hillary and stuff like that and he yeah. would take it and then exaggerate it and take it to the next level. So he was using that same WikiLeaks information. I mean, I remember one of his rallies, he goes, oh, I love WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is the best, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and him asking, you know, the Russians to find her other 30,000 emails. It's like he's making a joke of it, but it's like what he's doing is, you know, he's, he's prodding on a, a foreign state to interfere in our elections, which they clearly were. And people on his team have a lot of ties to the Russians, so I don't I don't think he's smart enough to understand that that's what they're really getting at. And I saw like Kellyanne Conway, a spokesman on TV, also saying that it's not a big deal. You know, it's like well, there was no hacking of voting machines. It's like you you guys aren't getting it. We had a foreign country try to manipulate our election. It it's not about 
hacking into voting machines. They tried to get into or media or social media, try to plant stories, fake stories, you know, all this yep. propaganda. It, that's a huge thing. Again, <laughs> it's, Im- imagine what would happen if, you know, the, the tables were turned. It's, you know, um, eight years ago, all of a sudden we learned that Russia had involvement in spreading propaganda and stuff to help Barack Obama win. Oh, you, it'd be investigation after investigation. What after the investigation. hell would the Republican yeah. Party do? They would be flipping shit. Of course. They'd be like monkeys at the zoo throwing feces all over the place, just going bananas. But because, you know, their their dude won, all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're just brushing it under the rug. Like, oh, it's, it's no big deal. It wasn't voting machines. So what's what's the problem? Yeah, and they're so what, giddy what the about fuck Trump. What mean is what the problem? <laughs> I... It's amazing to me, but you know what? All the conservatives out there and people who voted for him, you can't make them understand that. They just echo what they hear from him or actually, I go guess, read on his tweets. Go back a year, like, well, go back before even Trump threw his hat in the fucking ring. If there was any kind of talk about Russia trying to influence anything, those same people would be going fucking crazy. Didn't matter which side it was on. Why is it all of a sudden now they fucking love Russia? And don't really care. Huh? It doesn't fucking make sense to me. It's Especially when their golden fucking child of a goddamn president, Reagan, yeah, was so big anti-Russia. I There's a quote, and this is from President Obama the other day, and I think this kind of sums up exactly what we're talking about. <clears throat> this is that quote. He says, there are Republicans or pundits on cable or cable commentators who seem to have more confidence in Vladimir Putin than fellow Americans because those fellow Americans are Democrats. That cannot be. And that's exactly all it is. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Eh, you liberals, you fucking libtards. You lost. Get over it. It doesn't matter, if, you know, if Putin fucking <laughs> interfered with our elections. Like you said, reverse the tables. Completely different story there, man. But going back to what you said, you know, about Trump being a participant, like I said, I don't think he um, was like willingly going along with these things. People maybe in his little fucking cohort were uh, having things on the side going on that he wasn't completely 100 percent on. Because like I said, he's a puppet for everybody. It's They always say this about him. You know, whoever the last person in his ear is, is the person who has the most influence with him. But he'd never admit it because, like I said, or like we're talking about the Pompter vote, he will never admit that he didn't win it on his own or he didn't win. You know, you know, four years ago, he hated the Electoral College. It was a fucking travesty of our democracy. Then he wins by electoral college. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. So this is the way it should have been. You know, this is allows everybody <laughs> to fucking get an equal say. And I mean, he cannot accept the fact that he didn't win this a hundred percent. And this is so funny. I, there's a couple other quotes on here, but this is awesome. Um, oh shit. Let me find it real quick on Twitter. I pulled this up a minute ago. Oh yeah. So of course we have the whole thing with the wall, you know, which, oh yeah, that's which good. I, I want to get into that for a second, but there's uh, before I get into that, I just because I was reading some quotes by former president of Mexico, uh, Vincente Fox, who <laughs> he's not a big fan of Trump's, 
But this nope, is this is <laughs> so funny. After the intelligence report came out, and then Trump put out his little tweet saying, "Oh, you know, we the the, the Russians didn't help me win this." Blah blah blah. Fucking whatever, dickhead. Um, Vicente Fox put out this fucking tweet. Senior Trump, the intelligence report is devastating. Losing election by more than three million votes. In addition, this are you a legitimate president? <laughs> and he <laughs> and he tweets it right to Donald. It's so funny, dude. Uh, I fucking love him. And um, he's been on a fucking roll, too. He's been a, a tweeting up a storm because I guess everybody's probably heard. I mean, I don't know. People keep up with the news. Just if Republicans don't believe in it. But so they basically have went to Congress, Trump and his team, and said, hey, you guys need to come up with the money to build the wall now. You know, the wall that Mexico is supposed to pay for. Yeah. And um. And then uh, he took a lot of shit for it. And he's like, well, he goes, well, I want to start getting on it right now. And, you know, we need to get on immediately. So I'm asking Congress to make the, get you know, get the the funds for it so we can go ahead and start building. But don't you don't worry about it. Mexico is going to pay us back. Yeah, so, we'll get them to pay us back. So uh, President Fox, he had a couple tweets for him on this. <laughs> the first one was, Trump may ask whoever he wants, but still neither myself nor Mexico are going to are going to pay for his racist monument, another promise he can't keep. And then this is my favorite one because this is off something he said during the summer. Uh, Trump, when will you understand that I I am not paying for that fucking wall? Be clear with the U.S. taxpayers. They will pay for it. Yeah. He is just good. That's the truth. It's so awesome. I love the fact that we have a former president of another country fucking cussing at our president, telling him to. Like he's already got to go to Congress and ask for them to, you know, come up with the money mm-hmm. to fucking fund the wall with this like backhanded promise of getting it paid back by Mexico. Like, what? What the hell? Some kind of IOU bullshit? Like this is not. That's not how it works. Well. I guess his two-part plan is this. He's going to, um, first of all, renegotiate the whole NAFTA trade deal. So that's taking out, I guess there's some, um, you know, we are lax on tariffs and some other stuff, the exports back and forth between the countries. So I think he's going to change that. So he's saying right now we're losing billions every year because of those um, the tariffs or some of the language within NAFTA. I'm not going to act like I know 100%. Um, I don't just make shit up like these Republicans do. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% on it. But another thing is for American countries or companies, excuse me, like um, that do send their plants down there now and produce goods or whatever. When they come back into the country, there's going to be huge tax on those, you know, for the products coming back in. Of course, which, you know, the response is because he put something on Twitter about it. The response is funny because every... But he just hammers him like, oh, so you're going to do this with your companies because all your fucking suits and ties and all your shit's made in China and Mexico. And, and, and yes, Mexico and yep. Indonesia. Um, so they're, everybody's hitting him on that too. But he hasn't said anything about that yet. <laughs> he hasn't said anything about bringing those jobs back. But it's, it's like that's fine and good. I mean, I don't mind if you want to fucking redo a trade agreement that's, you know, 20 years old. I mean, it probably needs some updating. I mean, I'm on board with that. I mean, Bernie Sanders was big on talking about, you know, redoing some, renegotiating some trade deals and stuff. I'm all about that. I think that's fair for American workers. I think that we probably do need to update those. I mean, they, it's proven that those haven't been great for our workers, and I'm on board with it. But constantly threatening companies, 
like he does. Like he sent out a tweet shitting on Toyota. Yeah, threatening companies and threatening countries. Yes, you can't like do that. That's not wise. You got to be diplomatic. Well, that's never going to happen in this administration. We are in a global economy. You have to be able to work together with people. I mean, otherwise it just doesn't work. Well, he is. He's going to work with Russia. <laughs> no, yeah, true. <laughs> He's got, we got Russia fucking all sewed up. Them and uh, Taiwan, evidently, those are our go-to countries. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Um, but besides the wall, which is going to be a fiasco. So get ready for that. We're going to pay for that. The next thing is the repeal of Obamacare, which this came up again <laughs> this week. And it's amazing to me because this is – I've heard several things. Like the Republicans are ready to go on the repeal basically. I mean I guess they've already got their their oh, strategy. Yeah. Uh, they are ready to fucking get rid of it. Um, No replacement. Nope, not at all. Although Paul Ryan said when he was asked by a reporter when they did they the have, thing. They have several ideas. <laughs> no, they have several plans. He oh, said they actually plans. have he said they have several plans which they have to get together and decide which is going to be the best and several then that's when they plans. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna repeal it. Let everybody get fucked in the ass. Because, I mean, come on, you you really think that, you know, drunk companies and all that stuff are going to give shit on the discount? Fuck no. They're going to rape our assholes. No. No, dude. Meanwhile, it's like, eh, we'll, we'll get around. We'll get around to something else. Yeah, you know, we, there, there might be some people that die because they can't get, you know, the 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 health care that they need. You know, there, there, there might be, you know, women that, you know, can't can't get the abortions that they need or... You know, uh, can't get the breast cancer <laughs> screenings or, or anything like that. You know, uh, yeah, well, we might, we might get we might get there. That's the other great thing about the whole Obamacare repeal, because there's another caveat in their repeal plan. Which, yeah, they're trying to defund Planned Parenthood. Which I love because I'm thinking to myself, this is the best. So you're going to take away Obamacare, which is automatically going to kick because that'll roll back the Medicaid expansion. That'll roll back, you know, the people being on their health care. They're staying on their parents' health care until they're 26. That'll roll back fucking uh, pre-existing conditions. So it's going to just kill a lot of people right there. They're not, I mean, not kill them literally, but it's going to kick a lot of people's no, they, asses off the rolls. They, they are literally going to kill people because of it. Well, it, it will kill some of them. It will literally kill people because they can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, especially like the pre-existing conditions, stuff like that. Yeah, some people are going to die, but eh. Yeah. Eh, it's the price you pay for, uh, you know, freedom. I mean, so much for the sanctity of fucking life that these cocksuckers say they have. No, nah, dude, Jesus will take care of if, Hey, look, dude, if God wants them, then God's going to take them. There's nothing we can do. That's just the way that it goes, man. Praise Jesus. But the thing is Praise this. Praise Jesus. So I'm like, okay, so you're taking that away. So that's already fucking all those people. So then the next step is, well, a lot of single poor women or whatever, They the next place that they go, I mean, we're talking a couple hundred thousand people that they rely on Planned Parenthood for their basic checkups. Like you said, cancer screenings, um, you know, whether it be hell, even like not just killing babies, which I know the Republican love to say, Planned Parenthood. I think there's is just more big- than a couple of hundred thousand that use uh, Planned Parenthood. I think. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I was reading a thing on Texas. I'm talking about just in Texas. There's almost two hundred thousand. Oh, okay. Which I was like, there's 
Probably in the millions, I would say. Yeah, you're you're right. I, I'm I was reading a story on uh, Texas today because, of course, I'm in Texas, and they were talking about um, since the Republicans had defunded it so much in this state, the maternal maternal mortality rate has doubled in the past like six years. Jesus. So I, that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but that's just a little fun fact <laughs> for all you people out there, um, but, which is something that will happen when they defund Planned Parenthood across the United States. Um, but yeah, so I'm like these poor ladies who are they're going to take away the Medicaid expansion, all this stuff where they probably are on now. Then now we're going to defund Planned Parenthood, too. So we take away cancer screenings, check regular checkups and stuff like that, too, because, you know like one percent of what they do is abortions and that part isn't even federally yeah it's not funded. even funded by government money yeah so it's privately funded money that they use good luck i saw a thing too this was on meet the press i i watched it i have i usually don't watch it. i did watch it this morning i actually got a couple fun nuggets off of it because i can't stand chuck todd but it was funny they were talking about the appeal of obamacare and how a few of the counties in some of these states like the swing states have voted um that's you know for Trump heavily, some of those counties are like the ones who have benefited the most. Like they're showing some county in like Wisconsin that went like 50 some percent more people voted for Trump in that county. And since Obamacare took place, it's helped cover like 30 some percent of the people in that county. And <laughs> in they're showing a few, I mean, he picked a few, I mean, just out of some of the States, you know, I think like yeah. Wisconsin. So, and it's funny cause I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. So when they take Obamacare away and all these people lose their insurance now, it's going to be Obama's fault, right? Because you know oh, they're going to blame they're going to blame Obama. For yeah. It. I mean, Trump will be president. We have a completely Republican controlled government, mm-hmm. but it'll still be Obama's fault. Uh, that's what I'm just looking forward to. Somehow, Him some way. Thanks, Obama. But uh, th- here's the sneaky thing to watch out for for everybody. Listen, this is my. I've I've read a couple things where this is potential plans, and this sounds so Republican. Um, They won't actually do the repeal right away, not because they don't have a plan to replace it with. They could give less than three shits about that, and I guarantee they'll never. They don't fucking care. They'll never come up with another plan. But what what they're going to do is they're going to keep putting it off, most likely until after the next election, because usually that first election when a new president comes in, that's when you'll lose the most House seats, and just like. When Obama oh, came in. Oh, so they, they're going to try and keep it that way so then they can keep their seats. Yes. So they're going to, I think the game plan is keep it um, because when Obama, same thing, they passed Obamacare without any Republican help. And then, you know, all that misinformation came out, death panels, and you're going to lose all your doctors, and the premiums are going to go up, and unemployment's going to go up, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody, all the fucking morons in the rural states freaked out, and then the Republicans took over the House and Senate, and then that was the end of Obama's term, practically. <laughs> um, so that's what they're worried about. They're like, well, we don't want to be the ones that take this away, because they know the budget office already said, as soon as you take this away, we're going to lose about 3 million jobs, roughly, because the good thing about having more people insured is you need more people in the field, not just insurance fields, but also in the medical field. The medical field, yeah. So you have more people coming in that are able to afford their health care. Yeah. So when you take those people off the rolls, those people don't have jobs anymore. So thus, you're going to see a lot of job loss. And then on top of that, because of the way money is already allocated, once you repeal it, it's going to cost the economy roughly about $350 billion a year until they kind of get 
for the next few years until they get things straightened out because of what's set up. So you're going to blow up the budget deficit even more, and then you're going to have a huge job loss on top of people dying because they don't have insurance now. <laughs> so it's just it's just going to be such a whammy that they're basically already playing politics. We're like, we're going to fucking do this, but we're going to kind of put it on the back burner until like basically you know twenty into 2018, 2019 until we get past the midterms and then we'll fucking throw it out there and knock it out. I don't know. I mean, that that could backfire on them and that could piss off a lot of fucking Republicans that want it gone. I I think they'll find a way to sell it or they'll, you know what they'll do? They'll blame it on the Democrats blocking it even though they have the majority. They'll say they'll find ways, dude. They always fucking find a way. <laughs> they always find a way. I'm just saying that would be, from what I'm reading, that makes sense to me if they try it. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but yeah, to I me, mean, it, it makes sense. I think it would backfire both ways. I think it would backfire against their own party because people would be pissed off because they haven't fucking done anything. Because yeah. that that was one of the major platforms, you know, from every Republican. Mm-hmm. Was you know immediate re- repeal of Obamacare? Yeah, and that I see that's what I was reading today too um, on an article. Is some of the Republicans are like, "Look, we've been saying that that we're going to do this for six years. Now we have the numbers. We kind of feel like we're forced to do it." So I think yeah, in their mind, that's all they fucking said for six fucking years. Yeah, that's been their one plan that they had was besides for, for Benghazi. Oh, that's another <laughs> fun one. We need to get into that. Oh, is there more info on that? Oh, you I don't missed, know about this? Oh my god, I missed it. Let's let's go ahead and get out of this. We've talked enough about Obamacare. Everybody knows we're fucking screwed. <laughs> okay, go ahead and- so there is a uh, a new bill that they're trying to push through to where they are lessening security on American embassies around the world. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from Republicans. Okay. These are the what- same motherfuckers that have been screaming about Benghazi forever. And they're wanting to lessen security at <laughs> our embassies. The reason that does not shock me is <laughs> before Benghazi happened even, most of those <laughs> fucking assholes who had these multiple investigations on Hillary actually voted to cut funding for security on a lot of our embassies overseas anyway. Like, this had already been done once before, and it happened before Benghazi. And most of those Republicans who are grilling her about the lack of security voted for a reduction in funding for security. So this like, is what, very Republican. What the fucking fuck? How does yeah. that even fucking make sense? And how in the hell well, are the... I don't, I, I don't understand Republicans for the life of me. Like, Democrats make me fucking nuts, but <laughs> Republicans just flabbergast me with their stupidity. Yeah. Like you've been... Just going off the fucking rails about Benghazi for so goddamn long. And now you're putting in legislation to make security even weaker at our embassies. It's like you'd think that if you were one of these big proponents of, oh, Benghazi, Benghazi, you would want to beef it up, make it more secure, you know, because apparently that's what you care about, right? Yeah, (laughs) sure. Like what I I, <laughs> I mean after repealing Obamacare, like I seriously think that Republicans don't even get their information from reports. I think they get their information from headlines. That makes sense. Like they read the headline and that's it. 
They uh, don't get any other information about anything at all. You, you know what? And they I'll get- watch Fox News all day long, yeah. listen to Alex Jones, read fucking blogs, get their fucking shit from their friends on Facebook and Twitter, and that's about it. They they don't actually dig into jack shit, so they know fucking nothing. Well, it's that bubble, man. Like you said, they get in their little bubble with their friends and family. Everybody thinks alike, and they only listen to, you know, right-wing radio, watch Fox News, read the Drudge Report. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not all of them, but I, you know, I'd be comfortable in saying it's most of them. <laughs> well, I'll say this, man. Just from my Facebook, seeing that, it's clear that the majority yeah. just have no fucking grasp on what is actually happening. But that whole thing you said about reading headlines is about a thousand percent accurate because I don't know how many times I've got on Twitter fucking wars with people and they'll post an article and it's either from, first of all, from some right wing blog that's such bullshit and there's no statistical factual data to back up any of the claims or they'll post something from, you know, like a CNBC website. So it's legitimate, but the headline says something and then they'll make a shitty comment and then you actually go and read the article and it's not really exactly what they're thinking it says. And you're like, did you read this or are you just sending me shit because it's got a fucking shitty headline? Yeah. You I've, know? <laughs> I've, I've, I have seen that several times on Facebook where I see like a, a fucking shitty headline. I click on it. I actually read the article and I'm like, this person's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> the headline has nothing to do with it. It's it. I mean, you got to realize the state that we live in. It is clickbait. It's mm-hmm. all about, you know, they don't give a shit if you actually read the article. All they care about is if you click on it or share it. That's it. They don't give two fucks about their actual journalistic integrity. Oh, so, yeah. if you actually want to get news, you have to fucking dig. And it's pretty evident and clear that the majority of Republicans don't dig at all. Hmm. They're not. They they won't even read their own fucking out outlets that they post on social media. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Why are you posting this? You did you even read the fucking article? You no. fucking idiot. No, I I I fucking I like. Usually, I don't argue with people on Twitter. If I get bored, I get on it and stuff. Anybody that follows us on Twitter, they'll notice I've been a lot more active since Trump took over because I get so fucking wound up about things and I just have to go out and say shitty stuff. And uh, I did put the apology out like right after the election. I was like, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, get ready for just vulgar (laughs) because it's just going to (laughs) be nothing but vulgarities because I just every time Trump tweets I have to write something shitty to him my, my goal is to actually get blocked by Trump I want to have that moniker to say we've been blocked by fucking President Trump um, I'm shooting for that one of these days if I call him dipshit enough and tell him to go fuck himself enough I'm, it'll probably happen um, but it's a good goal yeah admirable yeah hey you know yeah we're the Intellectual Savers podcast we've been blocked by Trump on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> join us it is fun though i say this i've never seen people come together on fucking like twitter and social media like i have since trump's um fucking victory it's so many people are really online now looking for every article for every time he says something or does something it's inaccurate and they're trying to put it out there which i think admirable for the fact that the media doesn't do it Unfortunately, it's only people who already know he's terrible who dig into the stuff and read it and share it with each yep. other. And anytime one of the little Trump trolls sees it, 
all they'll do is fucking say, you know, make America great again and you're libtards and I'm drinking your liberal tears because you lost the election. It's like, yeah, we're we're fucked as a country. (laughs) Facts don't matter anymore, man. Post-fact world with Trump. So that that is true. Facts don't mean shit anymore. Um, the only other thing I really want to bring up was this is next week's agenda is, um, I don't know how many people kind of keep up with it, but, uh, next, I think Wednesday, pretty sure Wednesday, I'm going to say Wednesday, I'm 99.9% Wednesday. They're doing confirmations. They're starting confirmations in the Senate on these cabinet posts. And it's a big day because of, um, President Obama, I think is given like kind of his farewell address. Um, I think Trump is actually scheduled to have his first press conference since like fucking July or June or whenever he had last. That's the press conference he, he gave that he got up and said, hey, Russia, why don't you try and find those 30,000 emails of Hillary <laughs> when he requested a foreign nation hack our, you know, elect, you know, into, uh, you know, our fucking emails and stuff and try to sway the election which he says that country didn't do now and which was considered a treasonous act if you're doing that. I'm just saying. Um, But no, the big ones are, but they're doing that. Like I said, you got farewell speech, press conference. You've got the Republicans are going to do, I think they've got five or six cabinet posts scheduled, which they never do this. And the reason they're doing it is because there's so much news going on that day, and there's some other event too. They're trying to get all this shit in and run it through as fast as possible so the media can't, you know, actually report on everything going on. And um, the big one, which is getting the most stink, especially from other lawyers in the country and a lot of civil rights groups, is, of course, Jeff Sessions for AG. Um, and the thing is, too, we we're talking about the ethics committee earlier. Um, all of these nominees are supposed to fill out like these packets and stuff and get all this information together. I mean, their tax returns, you know, which our president didn't give to us yet, um, along with all this other information about their background, their business history and stuff, because they have to go through and vet it for conflicts of interest and, you know, things like that. Make sure that, you know, they don't have like any child touching on their fucking records that didn't pop up or whatever. Um, you know, like Alex Jones would probably say they have done. So, the thing is, none of them have got this information done. The ethics board has said that since basically Trump made all these selections, he has basically just shut them out completely. They've had no access to the Trump administration, incoming administration. So these, they haven't. None of these uh, people have been vetted. None of their, like I said, they haven't been vetted for the conflicts of interest. And the thing is, most of these people he's brought in are like billionaires and shit with tons of business ties. Um, so it's pretty shaky what they're doing, and they're trying to ramrod all these through. And I think you're going to see a lot of these people are going to get confirmed because they have the majorities. They're going to get them through. And then I think you're going to start seeing the media is going to have to start vetting these people, which they should have been doing really a little bit better. But um, ethics watch groups and different people are starting vetting them, and you're going to start seeing for months out after these people take office, especially the big ones, like I said, Sessions, um, at Rex Tillerson, the Exxon Mobil CEO, who's going to be our Secretary oh, yeah. of State. That's a huge one, because he's got so many ties with Russia and Vladimir Putin, and then, of course, with all the shit that's going on. Um, and then that Betsy DeVos, who we talked about 
you know, a few weeks back when he first put her up, the education secretary. Um, those are going to be huge ones because they're all super rich people with a lot of connections and lots of conflicts of interest and some shady shit on the DeVos side, I think. Um, so that's something I think people should be looking out for is you're going to see a shit storm come down. After all these people get confirmed to get in, you're going to start seeing things leaking out that, you know, is seedy stuff. And um, I mean, it's just like Trump, you know, nobody knows. I mean, everybody knows he's got businesses all over the place, but he's supposed to turn them over to his kids, and then he's supposed to put them in a blind trust, and now it's a half-blind trust, and now it's... Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> I mean, he's going to make so much bank off of being president. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I I personally wouldn't be surprised if he purposely tanks, you know, parts of the economy so then he can buy up assets. Wouldn't surprise me. Not one fucking bit. Well... People are already saying that because, you know, every time he tweets, you know, something about a company, like like I said, he took a shit on Toyota because they're moving, supposedly, every time he tweets something, he's always fucking wrong about it, but something about them um, building one of their cars, like building a plant in Mexico to build parts or on one of their cars down there, and of course, as soon as he tweets it, like, their stock fucking starts tanking. Because he's like, you know, we're going to make you pay tariffs if you move a plant down there, blah, blah, blah. You know, threaten them. And then their stock takes a fucking shit. And it's like, you don't know what stocks he owns <clears throat> because we yep. haven't seen. So, yeah, it's like he can easily come out and say, oh, Apple's the greatest company, you know. And, oh, they're doing such great things. And Apple stock shoots up and he's, you know, owns fucking a million shares of Apple. So, I mean, you don't know. That's the problem with him. It's like he's so invested and so much shit throughout the world. I mean, I think they said he's got business ties in like 130 countries or some shit like that. It's like, that's basically all the fucking countries, you know. I mean, the ones, no no offense to some of these fucking third world countries, you know, like Chad or something. But, you know, all the ones that matter, <laughs> that really produce something. He's probably got, div- you know, divestors in him, so... Um. I don't know, man. I like I said, I'm just I can't wait for the fucking meltdown to begin. I think it's gonna be epic. Um, we'll see, but it really the shit will start hitting the fan. I think next week, and then it's fucking a week up till as a uh, Vicente Fox said, Senior Trump fucking takes over. <laughs> so, God damn it, we're fucked. So fucked. That, like, that's when you guys always know we're at the end of the show because we'll say we're all fucked <laughs> that's the new sign off yeah that's the sign off <laughs> god damn it so depressing mm. it's gonna be bad yeah my uh, my uh, my precious new child is gonna fucking be in for a <laughs> fucking tough time ahead that's all no I shit. know I hope it's a girl, because then at least she can always sell herself, and she'll always have that back up. Oh! Ah, <laughs> oh, no. I'm not Trump. I would never fucking talk to my daughter like that. Fucking shank a bitch. <laughs> she, she's got the best body. If she wasn't my daughter, I'd be fucking her. So we got that going for us. Did you listen yeah. to my fucking show I put out last week? Nope. So disappointed, dude. I did a Trump comedy bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. I think you would have enjoyed it. It's only like four minutes long because. Might, might have to check it out. 
I got little patience. <clears throat> Again, I and, just, I, I don't know. I, I really haven't listened to any podcasts at all. I'm not supporting my own format. <laughs> it's my, that's my, my venting. Sh- like I said, I just, well, all I do is talk about shit that I see that I think's crazy. And I wouldn't, I talk to my wife about it, but she just ignores me. So I have to come talk to myself basically. And then I just record it and put it out. <laughs> so that's all there is to that. Uh, motherfucker. God damn it. Anything else? Nah, I've given up hope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, two years and uh, us Dems need to get out and push those fucking Republican turds out. Yeah, like I said, I might actually get off my ass and go do a little fucking canvassing and stuff and try and help out with the with the locals, but we'll see. It's, uh, it's our only hope. Because well, sure as shit, these uh, first two years are going to be rough as hell. Yeah, well, it's like um, the one thing we got going for us is no matter what he does, it'll take at least six, nine months before it kicks in. So we'll have a good grace period before the collapse <laughs> because it takes that long for the minutiae in Washington to kind of get the ball rolling, so to speak. So, Hey, there's some yeah. positivity for you guys. Yay. Yeah, we got at least six more months before the collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Bank on it. It all goes to shit. <laughs> and then we really do have to quit the show because we'll all be dead. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. There's another shooting. People died. Yeah. Gun control. We don't Yay. have it. Um. Yeah. I don't know if you know a whole lot about the story, but apparently the guy was uh, a little bit off his rocker. Just, yep. just a touch off his rocker. Yeah, I don't know no. how he had obtained the gun. Uh, that I don't know. I haven't seen anything <clears throat> on that. Do you know? Um, so this is what I heard. Because my wife even asked me. She goes, how did he... Because he had just got off a flight. She's like, how did he get a gun? Oh, it was flight? in his check bags. <clears throat> That's what I told her. I said, well, he checked it in. She goes, you can check and get I said, well, yeah. there's parameters for it. Like a handgun, you know, you, it can't be loaded. It has to be like sealed into like a container box thing or something locked you know blah 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 there's things with it she's like yeah but then he got it and i was like well the only thing i could think because i i guess the way that it looked from the video that i saw was he got off went and picked up his weapon and his bags probably went to the bathroom yeah went to the bathroom and got out loaded it. Lo- load it and then just came out and fucking you know started having him a fucking little shootout old west style and um so I no, don't know. I, I just mean as far as like, did he legally obtain the gun? Oh, um, that I have no idea. But I and just, I'd assume clearly so. the the paperwork, getting it onto the plane and all that stuff. See, my my guess is that okay, I mean, because he was military and everything. Um, so I, I know when he came back. I know they're talking to his aunt or something on TUSO, and she said that you know he had issues. He definitely had some. Yeah, PSDD. and he even talked to the FBI. But um, I guess this wasn't something that was on record, so I'm sure he is able to go buy a handgun because 
people should be screened even and this is probably something they should do in the military when people get out of the service now they probably should be screened in a psych eval especially if they spent time overseas in these combat zones it should be something that you would think they would do because if they find that there's issues they should have continuing um, health care for them or put them in some type of a program I don't give a fuck who sponsors it government or if it's private sector um, and also it should probably negate them from being able to purchase weapons like this so I'm assuming he either had it previously or this was just information known within the family but not outside I don't know if he's seen a therapist or anything I really didn't pay a lot of attention to it because I'm so desensitized to these stories now I just see it and I'm like oh another shooting okay cool yeah, I mean, he, he apparently spoke to the FBI. Like, he walked into their office mm-hmm. and was spouting all kinds of nonsense about how they're trying to train him into Al-Qaeda and, like, or not Al-Qaeda, but, like, making him watch, like, terrorist videos and all kinds of crazy shit. And they apparently didn't do shit about it. Yeah, they so have way, a habit Way to go, that. FBI. Doesn't you, it you seem did like it that? Again. Every time that there's one of these major incidents, whether it be like San Bernardino or those the Boston bombing people or something, these are always people who they have an eye on. I think even yeah. the fucking Florida what, shooter, they always have an eye on these people. What the fuck are we paying these intelligence communities for? This is why what the when fuck are they doing? But this is why when Trump comes out and says, "Ah, the intelligence communities, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about." People are like, "Yeah, you're probably right," because of shit like this, <laughs> you know. This is why people don't believe Russians had any involvement because Trump says, ah, intelligence, they don't, what, remember 9-11, weapons of mass strike, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's like, eh, you know, there was that little bit of doubt there now. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, I mean, I understand how people have their doubts, you know, about it. So, because it seems like every fucking time, you know, these people either have some kind of an interaction, the CIA, FBI, someone's keeping tabs on them, and then all of a sudden they're like, eh, they're fine, I guess. I mean, I don't know why we started watching them in the first place. I mean, there must have never been any reason. <laughs> so, Well, unfortunately, you know, uh, in this country, it's just way too fucking easy to get a gun. Mm, well, and there's no not. national registry. There's no way of knowing if somebody who all of a sudden develops a mental illness has a weapon that they previously purchased and needs it to be removed from their premises. There, there's none of that in place. So, you know, until we're willing to, as a country say, we need some form of regulation on guns for the safety and betterment of the, the populace. It just ain't going to fucking happen. We've said it several times. You've got to be able to sacrifice some of those liberties in order for it to be a safe environment. But these fucking gun nuts fucking go nanners anytime you talk about anything. It's like I no, I don't want to take away your gun. That's that's not what I'm about. I don't give two shits. But if you are mentally ill or listen to Alex Jones, yes, you <laughs> need your gun taken away from you. Absolutely. You do not need that fucking shit because you are going to hurt somebody because you're fucking crazy. Mm. There's I I I don't see anything fucking wrong with that statement. Yeah. If you have the potential to hurt people because you're fucking crazy, you shouldn't own a firearm. Period. Who's to be the judge though, Eric? Well, that's can't. why you do psych evaluations. <laughs> that's why you have testing, that's why you have licensing. 
That's why you go through a national registry. Might need to start doing psych of our presidential candidates. I mean, certainly there's going to be, you know, things that slip through the cracks. It happens. You know, there might be somebody that bought a gun a long time ago, has never gotten treatment, and slowly develops dementia or schizophrenia or whatever, and goes off their rocker. I mean, it it's bound to happen. But I think if there's enough focus on it and there's enough treatment involved you know, these events will lessen. Last fun fact I got on this. <laughs> that right now, um, the governor, Rick Scott of Florida, is um, and the Republicans in the state were pushing together another one of these bills. Like Texas just did this too, to make it, you know, where you could take guns on college campuses and stuff like that. Um, they were trying to pass one of those type bills to expand where you could take your weapons, and airports was one of the places. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> so, fun. So, they hadn't passed yet, but I just have a feeling it's still going to. I just don't know why, <laughs> even after this. It probably will, because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> but, um, hey, you know what? If only there was a good guy there with a gun, too, this never would have taken place. Bullshit. Well, good guy saying. with a gun probably would have just got more people hurt because he would have been firing wildly, wildly. Because no. he's not able to handle that kind of scenario. No, that's incorrect. You have to be trained for that. And even people who are trained for that fuck up. <laughs> you see it all the time with cops. They are trained for these high-stress scenarios, and they fuck up all the time. Now, they're pretty good at usually shooting the people they're trying to be- shoot. <laughs> because when they get into the scenario... Their adrenaline gets the better of them. You know how I know that cops are good shots? Because they can shoot black people in the dark and they never miss. God damn it. Is that a good ender? God damn it. Anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed the show. Yay, me. Yeah. Check out our friends at Podblock. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, check out Michael's other show. Yes. Utterly mm-hmm. Pointless Podcast. Yes. On the Intellectual Saviors Network that we haven't created. Nope, it is created. This is the Intellectual Saviors Network oh. we're on right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> check out our buddies over at Digital Frustrations. On the Digital Frustrations Network. <laughs> on the Digital Frustrations Network. <laughs> and, of course, you know, uh, Andy and the Bradtastic Voyage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you follow them on uh, Facebook... They live stream their shows as they're recording them. Ooh. Yep. So you can watch. You can actually watch as they're doing it, and then you can leave shitty messages, which I always forget when they do it, and then I see how the video's up the next day or something, and then it's too late for me to shit on them while they're doing it. So one of these days, I'm going to get it. You can still comment on it. It just won't be live. Yeah, but that's no fun. It's True. more fun while they're doing it to tell them how much they suck and you fucking hate them and stuff like that. <laughs> so mean. No, I, I mean, I don't. I love them. I'm saying, no. if you, but if you don't. So, I guess so, yeah. Go. I'm going to throw them an extra bone because I fucking like Andy and Brad so much because uh, they're on iTunes too. Go and rate and comment their show, but don't do it until after you rate and comment mine and you rate and comment this one because we've only got like 26, 7, 8 something ratings. We need more ratings. We gotta get higher up there, motherfuckers. More ratings. Yeah, I don't care about comments. All you gotta do is go in there and click a fucking star. It's not that hard, you fucking lazy 
shit bag motherfuckers. Just yeah, di- but then they got to make an iTunes account, and who the fuck has that anymore? Everybody. That's how they. most people listen to the show is on iTunes, I think. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm just know. fucking saying that. <laughs> I can go look at the stats because it breaks it down. It's a good It's a good portion, though, of our few hundred listeners that they listen to us uh, via iTunes. Hey, man, I'm just saying... There's a lot more fucking people listed on iTunes than we got ratings. So just oh, like I said, that's for sure. So stop being Maybe they're fucking lazy to rate us. But it doesn't even show their name or anything. That's what I'm saying. Don't leave a comment if you don't want to. If you're that fucking lazy, you can't even say, "Hey, you guys suck." Fuck you, which would take three seconds. At least just we're click like, the fucking star, man. We're like people's guilty pleasure. It's like they don't want to really admit it, but they listen. That's true because <laughs> I. I, I guarantee that uh, there's some people out there who fucking masturbate to us. Except for the, the handful that constantly comment and all that stuff. I mean, they, they clearly don't care mm-hmm. that other people know that they listen to this debauchery of a show. Yeah. Well, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them that are like, yeah, I don't want anybody to know that I at all listen to this. I know Fredo masturbates to us. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Who the hell knows? Who does know? I don't know. He hasn't really commented or liked anything. Well, maybe he has. I just haven't noticed it. it he, uh, well, we never post anything on Facebook, but on Twitter and stuff. Fredo. Oh, he's all over that. Yeah, I maybe see that's that. it. Maybe he's more of a Twitter guy than a Facebook guy. I'm. I never go on Twitter, so. Yeah, anybody who checks out our Facebook realizes the only postings we make is when we put up new shows now. Because I have gotten where I post nothing. I am just on Twitter being shitty. And I you know. never post anything, so <laughs> so that's not if you want get shit out of me. So I said, if you guys want to contact us, the best way to do it is fucking at the Intel Saviors on Twitter. You put it on Facebook, I mean, one of us will see it eventually, but you probably won't get a fucking you know we won't get back to you <laughs> most likely because we're pretty sorry. But uh, I usually get back to people who leave comments. That's true. Usually you get back to them on Facebook. If they get me on Twitter, then then they'll hear from me. I just don't post anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fucking posting machine on fucking Twitter, man. I'm making fucking uh, shit happen. I've also got a job where I can't sit on my fucking computer all day and just jerk off. I don't jerk off on it, sir. I got women around me. If I did that, I'd be fired. <laughs> Mentally jerk off. Yeah, okay. Well, that. There's a lot of that going on. But yeah, dude. So, like I always say, man, people fucking follow me on there. I'll fucking tweet the shit out of shit. And then... uh you know, I'll get back to you. I like interacting with the peeps on the Twitter, especially the the fucking ones who don't buy into my nonsense and want to argue. That's always fun. I argue with them until I get tired of them. I just block their ass. <laughs> I can't deal with these Trump supporters all day long. But uh, we're part of the fucking, fucking headache. Yeah, we're part of the resistance on fucking Twitter now. We're fighting back. God damn it! No resistance. One, one tweet at a time. There's this boy that I like. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, folks. Have a good week. Mm. Oh, one more thing. What? <clears throat> Fuck you guys. God damn. So I mean. Love, I love you. Oh. Not you. Fuck oh. you. Fuck you, I'm, too. I love the <laughs> listeners. I love, oh. them, I love them such dirty, dirty, dirty way. Oh. Hey, Eric, you still recording?